going out with a bang. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it's Casey Bubba, and it's you for one last time this year. It's the end of the DFS MLB show at Line Star, but we've just begun the NFL one, so don't worry. We've still got you covered because the pre snap is alive and well with Scott Bogman and myself. The wagering show drops today. Yesterday was the DFS show. So we're rocking and rolling courtesy of the Line Star app, the best DFS tool site in the history of the universe. So go out there and get it. Make sure you upgrade to that premium product while you do. And Bubba, here we are. It's the end of the season for you and me. But I just want to say to everybody out there, what a, what a mensch Casey Bubba is, who gets up at like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast to do this show with me. Now, now granted, he's, you know... He's up anyway because he's got a young kid. He's got a newborn. So that's just just part of the gig. But I just want to thank you, my friend, because this show has been absolutely so much fun to do with you. And I'm so grateful that you agreed to do it, especially on the short notice. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing six months, hopefully, next year of baseball with you. No COVID, just you know, everyone healthy, going out. Well, not healthy because it's Major League Baseball. But still, I would love to get a shot to do that with you next year. And I just want to thank you, my friend for always bringing uh, not only the humor, but also bringing the fantastic knowledge every single day, my friend. It really has been awesome to do this show with you, and I will miss it, to be honest with you. I'll miss, I'll miss our talks. Oh, well, Joey, I appreciate it, man. It's a very, very kind words. I appreciate you asking me to be a part of the show. It's been an absolute blast. I always enjoy just chatting with you in general. If people heard half the conversations before the show, they would uh, think this show is tame. So that's really fun, but uh, I've had a blast doing it. <laughs> you know it. what? It's based, pretty much the based, same. Like, I feel like I hit record yeah, and it's pretty much the same thing we do. Like, our conversations true. pretty much bleed over to the show. That's the beauty of the show. True. Very true. So, yeah, it's been a blast. It's been a fun, quick season. I, I definitely look forward to a six-month stretch, hopefully, next year. And let me tell you all, let me also thank, while we have it, our, our team here at Line Star App, all the great people that uh, behind the scenes here, um, including Dan and Eric, who are running the show here, and they are so supportive, so consistent. And that is something it's it's just not only is it hard to find in fantasy sports, it's hard to find in life. And I just want to thank those two guys because uh, they do a tremendous job of supporting us here. You know, not only just social media, but just just support and positivity. And it just goes to show you, you can create a positive environment in a workspace. And guess what? Everyone responds and everyone's excited to go to work every day. And I'm excited to go to work every day. And, you know, I hope you've been enjoying the show. And I want to ask everybody, too, if you've enjoyed the show all season, please, you know, our little thank you note at the end of the year. Give us a five star review for the podcast and uh, please subscribe to it. So, you know, when it comes back next year for MLB, again, it's the uh, it's the uh, obviously the on deck show and then the pre snap as well. So wherever you get your podcast, go out there, give us a five-star review, and please subscribe to the shows because we're working overtime here to get you everything you need. So uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on yesterday. I want to focus on the big slate today, but I just want to say, Lance Lynn, I got a finger for you, and uh, and guess what? I think Bubba's got one for uh, Corbin Burns as well. 
Yeah, I think Corbin Burns can use something because he left with a hand injury in the middle of the game. Just so something kicked up. Well, that's why I said I got a finger left. for yeah. him. I figured it was yeah. like a, he actually needed an extra one. Well, what did what did you think I meant? What, what oh, all I, you guys I, I, out I there listening? I was just, did you I was think I meant something else? I was thinking you're going full 316 on this place and you're ready to rock and roll. So I didn't know. Well, that's the bottom line because Joe <laughs> Pace said so. <laughs> What? Yeah, Eric, if you're listening, don't worry. I'm not going to show up at the office and uh, give you a stunner. Or am I? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm in, the, and if I'm in the hospital, don't show up in my room either. Oh yeah, I got to get that bedpan hit you over the head yeah. with it. Oh god. You know what? I don't know if there's a more glorious sound. Just on a side note, you know, just a wrestling moment here. Is there a more glorious sound than the bedpan hitting Vince McMahon's head? I mean, it is. Oh, it's so good. It's one of the great sounds ever. You could run that on loop and I would just probably watch it for five straight minutes and just smile. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the best moments of the Attitude Era we've ever seen. It was just pure oh, gold. Okay. Well, that's when you knew like they were doing something really special. Yes, <laughs> Which is kind of funny. They... It was Mr. Sacco's debut, the whole thing. Yep. I know you're getting wrestling this morning. You tuned yep. in for baseball, but you know, hey, this is uh, this is what we're trying to the do last here. last episode. Here we go. <laughs> Last episode, we're trying to give you fun. So, Bubba, what's the slate look like tonight for everybody? Because it's a new day. Yes, it is. It's a fun Friday. So, what is uh, what's it look like today? It's it seems almost dare I say normal. It's close. Uh, if you're on Fanduel, there's a four game or a three game slate from the six o'clock hour, and then a eight game or a nine game main slate starting at seven o five Eastern. If you go on DraftKings. There's a 10-game main slate starting at 7.05 Eastern because they were goofy enough to add game one of the Giants' doubleheader on their main slate. No idea why, but they did. So essentially, very close main slate. FanDuel, like usual, you can play the 6 o'clock games. We're on DraftKings. You can't. All right, so let's start with DK tonight, and let's start with J-Hop 8.6 against Sandy Alcantara. These two uh, teams, well, one of them still uh, you know, trying to fight around a little bit. The Yankees are in, and uh, again, I don't think the Yankees really want to rest a lot of guys because a lot of guys haven't had a lot of playing time, so it seems like everybody needs some ABs. So I wouldn't worry too much about the lineup here. So, uh, Bubba, how do you approach this one on FanDuel 7-7 for Hap uh, 8.1 for Alcantara? But neither of these pitchers really kind of scream confidence. But then again... Lance Lynn's had Lance Lynn had all the confidence in the world for me yesterday and he blew it. So anyway, so what's your thoughts on Yankees? Can you tell I'm bitter? I'm still bitter about that. No, right, no, I can't, Joe. I've, yeah. I've never figured out your bitter, your bitter boy. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm bitter. Yeah. Yankees Marlins. Go ahead and take it away while I, I wallow in my bitterness. Yeah, I'm definitely not targeting any pitchers in this game. Uh, I believe the Yankees, I'm with you there. They're going to need to play these guys because even Aaron Boone, after the game yesterday, had some not-so-great words about how bad his team's playing right now. He needs some confidence going into the postseason. So look for the uh, the full gamut to be out there for the Yankees. You, you can pay up for the big boys if you want, but um, I prefer to just take some value in this game with the Aaron Hickses of the world. Um, I'm not going to go to Brett Gardner tonight unless you really get bored and really need a value. But uh, like Aaron Hicks uh, and Glaber Torres only 33 on Fanduel, you could go there. DraftKings are all expensive, so you can look at value with the Marlins, though, if you want. Aguilar at thirty one hundred on both sides is a nice, like, kind of one off type play. But overall, this is not a game I'm going all in on. All right, let's move in on Chris Mazza at five point six on Fanduel against Kyle Wright at six four. Uh, Wright six two over on DK. He was good his last start out. Do you want to keep rolling with that a little bit against the Red Sox? No, I'd like to keep targeting him because prior to that last start, we were just all over him, and I'm we just going to continue to continue to think it's not there. I actually prefer the red, uh, the brave side of this thing against Mazza because Mazza's been really, really <laughs> bad this year. This is a good matchup to game stack or at least get some exposure. The the Braves are expensive on both sides, as we've talked many times. But you know, Freeman in a matchup like this, Ozzy Albie's been swinging it well. 
You can sprinkle in the values of the Duvals of the world, the Rileys, especially on Fandle where they're very affordable. Um, and then one thing I will mention, digging in on the Red Sox some more, Jackie Bradley Jr. has been insanely good. He's only he's hit safely in all but three games in September. So he's 27 on Fandle and like 34 on DraftKings. If you just need a value even in cash, he's a good play to put out there. All right, let's move on to the San Francisco Giants tonight uh, going against Denelson Lamette. Lamette is 9.7 over there uh, on uh, DK, over on FanDuel. Uh, why do I not see this game? Uh, it's this... only on DraftKings. Oh, this game is the one, one that's only on header. DK. That's yeah. right, because game one. All right, so let's just talk about going back and forth. Like, wait a minute. Anyway, <laughs> all right, so Lamette at 9.7 on DK. It's not terrible. My only fear is, you know, do they pull him after a few innings just because the, the playoffs are approaching? That's that's kind of my feeling. So I don't know. I think it's very dicey, especially against San Fran, who can swing the bat a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm with you there. I kind of have that feeling at the same time. It's a double header. So how many pitchers do they have is the question. So it's um, an interesting way to go about it. The Giants need to win. The Padres don't, obviously. Well, you so, know what? Uh, the, the converse is he can go five innings and get a win much easier, too. Yes. The bridge to the true. win there is, is even shorter. It's only a two inning. Like, if it was a nine-inning game, actually, you know what? That's a good, that's actually a better point. If it's a nine-inning game, Denelson yep. Lamech gets pulled in the fifth. You got four innings to, to figure things a out. Bullpen. Right. Yep. And you don't get two innings of bullpen. It's a little bit easier to figure out. So 9.7, it's reasonable. And look, this is where we're going to be at this weekend. So you have to think about these things if you're going to go play. A lot of moving parts. Like last night in the uh, A's game, Lazardo didn't start. He came in in like the sixth inning. So that'll make you really happy. Um, but when, you, when it comes to this game, I'm kind of avoid the pitching. If you want some bats like Machado and Tatis are fine. But in a seven inning game, you're probably losing in that bat. So overall, I'm just going to kind of cross this game off. All right, uh, let's move on then. If you're crossing things off, Mitch Keller against Carlos Carrasco. Cookie's 10.4 over on uh, DK on FanTool. He's 10.8. Your feelings about him in that price tonight? He's an interesting GPP play. There's a couple other arms that will be priced up that I, I can definitely get behind a little more than Carrasco has been inconsistent, but it is a Pirates team we love to attack. The strikeouts will be there. He just doesn't seem like he's been right most of the season. So I'm going to – I'm going to use him. If you're multi-entering, I wouldn't mind some cookie. I'll go that route. But um, as a whole, he's not one of my top targets tonight. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I just it's not one of the top guys for me either. Although it is against Pittsburgh, so yep. I don't hate it. I really don't. You know, he's been a little inconsistent all year. Um, so that's that's always the fear. But at home against the Pirates, I think it's worth a shot. I think I would prefer it actually. I would prefer it not as the standalone because then you basically sink or swim. There's nothing that can save you. <laughs> you know, if you go yep, down with this exactly. ship, you go down hard. On DK, if you want to use it as, as a parent, who knows? Maybe you get something out of that secondary arm that's surprising. Maybe it could float you, but you definitely bring up some good points there. Anything here you want to uh, go in for the Jose Ramirez price? He's 5 6 on DK. He is 4 1 on FanDuel. Uh, and he's looking like a possible MVP this year, that's for sure. Yeah, the 5-6 is very, very tricky to get behind. Like, if you can afford it, I don't mind it, but it's not great because you're not going to stack the Indians. But on, on Fandle at 41, if you, you know you made some values elsewhere, I have no problem with him as a, as a one-off of the way he's been hitting. Like you said, MVP candidate. He's just Everything's going gold for Ramirez right now. All right, let's move on here. Spencer Turnbull, 7.4K against Brad Keller, 8.3. This is over on FanDuel. The DK pricing is Keller, 7.4. Turnbull at 7.8. Any love here for Turnbull tonight, who's, you know, been able to go out there and throw some good starts. And, and look, the Royals is a team that, you know, is beatable some nights. So uh, do you think there's any love here for Turnbull here, especially as a secondary arm on DK, maybe in tournaments? 
I don't mind him as a secondary yard in tournaments. There's a couple other guys I like more, and I'm respecting the way that Kansas City's been hitting the ball the last four or five games. They're really mm-hmm. swinging it. Salvi Perez is, yep. is stroking it. You still have you still have Bondesi, who's uber cheap, of course, on Fanduel and not on, on DraftKings. So the Royals could be a, a nice GPP little look here with like a Mondesi Perez one-two punch or sprinkling a Merrifield if you want. Um, Franchi Cordero's back and hitting everything, and he's basically free. He's two thousand on Fanduel, twenty-three on DraftKings. So. I don't mind the Royals uh, a little bit, and the Tigers are always value because Brad Keller is not that great. No, he's not. Well, that's kind of the thought process on Turnbull, too. Keller's not very good. Royals have been hitting a little bit. You know, there's always that hiccup where you don't see it coming. I wonder if Turnbull is that hiccup. I like it as a secondary arm in DK. I don't like it on FanDuel as a standalone. I would stay away from that. Mm -hmm. But Bubba's right. If you want to play safer with this lineup, it's definitely going over probably more user-friendly on FanDuel as it always is. For the Royals, you know, those low market teams, the small markets, they tend to be, you know, like the Marlins. We keep saying, what, what's the difference there? Marte is 5-2 on one site and he's barely 3K on the other. It's just, yep. it's not close. If you're trying to make all things equal, starting Marte should be for something. Uh, same yep. thing here with um, with Mondesi. Why is he 2-9 on one and 5 on the other? It doesn't make any sense. So when you see that, it's telling you they're trying to get a little bit more action. So take advantage of that. You know, the Royals are a better buy there. Turnbull's a better buy on DK. You could split it up there, hedge yourself a little bit, and see if you can make some cash on it. Uh, Jose Urquidy, 6.8 against Kyle Cody. Kyle! So, <laughs> can Kyle Cody uh, make it two nights in a row here uh, against the Houston Astros? Uh, no, I'm going to go with Nate. no on that one, Bob. I, I think Houston can hit no, him. I shouldn't uh, say two Co- nights in a row. I, I, can, yeah. I, can, I guess, I guess can, uh, can he get some revenge for Lance Lynn, I guess, is really the question. That, that's that's no, the question I, I want to ask. There you go. I, 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 I think Houston is what you want in this game, and more importantly, I think Jose Urquidy is a nice value. 68 on Fandle if you want to go uber GPP. I'm not saying you have to, but he could be interesting. And then on DraftKings, is a secondary arm at 71. Big fan of that. We talk about how much Texas strikes out, how inconsistent their bats are. I, I like the Urquidy upside in this one. Okay, so if you like the Urquidy upside, what do you think about the bats here? You got Brantley at 3.2, Bregman at 3.6. Seems like uh, the heart of that order is pretty affordable there. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you there, Bregman. I think hit for the cycle last night. It came very close. I'm always a fan of Kyle Tucker at 3.5. He's really swinging it. You mentioned Brantley. Even Altuve went deep last night. So they all hit the ball well. But, yeah, if you want to stick with, like, a Brantley, Tucker, Bregman, like, three, three-man three stack, I like that a lot. It's not too uh, expensive tonight on FanDuel. Tyler Molly, 8.5 against Jose Barrios, 9.2. Barrios at home here with the Twins. Red's been really, really good, obviously. We know this. Uh, Barrios is 9.2 over on uh, DK as well. Molly's 8.3. So uh, what are your thoughts on this one here? Do you, do you go with the streaking Reds against Barrios and uh, – take what could be some low roster ship because let's face it, you know, the twins are the twins and Barrios has been pretty good this year. I mean, sort of off slow, but certainly got better as the year went on. Um, or do you just ride this Reds wagon all the way into the playoffs here? It's a tricky one. Cause we like Barrios at home quite a bit. The Reds are red hot. Like you said, uh, the, the twins need to win to try to get the central from the white Sox. Still they're fighting for that. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts in this game, and I respect. You know, as we move all these parts around, Bob. You know, I also, yeah. whenever we do that, this happened a couple of weeks ago too. When there were so many moving parts, we said, "Okay, here's what you do: you have to make more lineups, play more contests. So if you're yep. playing, you know, let's say you're playing thirty bucks tonight, well, it's just whatever, right? You know, instead of playing like you know two ten dollar cash games and you know two tournaments or something like that, maybe you play more tournaments and you play four or five dollar tournaments and one ten dollar cash game. You know, I mean, something like that. Mm-hmm. Where all of a sudden I think you're spreading out more lineups, you're spreading it out because it feels like a night where there's a lot more variables, and if so, you've got to account for that a little bit. 
Yeah, no, that's a good point. And if that's the case, then I, I kind of like Tyler Molly in a tournament, to be honest with you, against the Twins. No, I, he's been I really, agree. He's been really, really effective. And, like, there's nothing against Burials, but he's never been a massive strikeout guy. And the Reds' bats are potentially coming in hotter than the Twins. That could be, might be a bold statement, but I think it's true. So uh, give me give me Molly in a tournament in this game. I think that's a sneaky way to go about it. Yeah, uh, once again, over on DK, you're looking for some value there. Winkers, 3.9. Akiyama's at the top of the order. Again, he's 2.5 over on FanDuel. Akiyama's 2.3. Suarez, 3.4. Mustaka's still cheap, 2.9. Winker's still cheap, 2.8. I don't understand why, but you know what? Take it while you can get it. Uh, Hugh Darvish is 10.8 on DK against Dylan Cease. Over on FanDuel, he's 11.2. Super expensive. So I guess the question is, can you make it work? Can you go up tonight to Hugh Darvish at that huge salary on FanDuel as the standalone? Because on a night where they're, you know... (sighs) I mean, basically, you can get Kershaw for 9-7, which we're going to get to in a yeah. second. I have a hard time doing that on FanDuel right now. I mean, as much as good as you Darvish has been, I don't know. There seems like a lot of strange out there tonight. Uh, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying I'm hesitant. Bubba, what do you think about the Kershaw versus Darvish debate? 100% with you. I'd rather have Kershaw over Darvish. The guess the biggest Especially question at home, is, you know, the Kershaw biggest question, home. I guess, is how many innings does Kershaw go? Because it's just a ramp up for the playoffs. I still think he goes five or six at least. I think they're going to let him do his thing. Uh, give him a full start because he's not going to pitch for like four or five days again. So I'd rather have Kershaw and Fandle for sure at 97. I even like the $800 savings on DraftKings. So as much as I like Darvish, you know, the matchup against the White Sox compared to against the Angels, I'll take uh, Kershaw tonight over Darvish. All right. Now here's a fun question. Because he's so expensive and because the night's kind of all over the place, is Darvish, who's super expensive, if he drops a huge game against the White Sox in a very good lineup, my goodness, I imagine the ownership percentage is very low. Does Darvish mm-hmm. become an intriguing tournament play tonight because of the upside, because of the matchup, because of the ownership percentage? All those factors all kind of roped into one. Oh, 100%. That'd be the biggest way to play him. Like in cash, you just don't play him at that price. But in a tournament, it brings all the appeal to the table. It's kind of like we talked about a few nights back in another situation like this. If you can get that... That low ownership for a guy that's basically the Cy Young. I think it was Garrett Cole. It was Garrett yes. Cole, and he, and he dropped that huge start. <laughs> we were yeah. right about it's, that. It, they're, they're, there's a reason they're priced where they are. That's the thing. Right. So it's it's if you can afford it, he makes for a phenomenal play. Yeah, I think it was Garrett Cole because it was the same night where he had DeGrom and some other guys, and it was like, yeah. well, people are going to pass over it. So take it and play it in the tournament instead because uh, I think it was against Buffalo, if memory serves, something, something like that. And we all were like, yeah, let's just – I don't know. Cole in tournaments even better. Because everyone's going to be afraid of it because he hasn't been great. But let's not forget how great he is. And sure enough, mm-hmm. he was great. And that was a good call there. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll fade away from the White Sox. Boy, what a weird way to end, to fade away from the White Sox. But, uh, yeah, crazy. I mean, do you agree that you want to fade away from against Darvish? I think you have to. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to. Okay. Like, unless you're making, like, 20 lineups, I, I don't need to waste my – I don't need to, to take my chances with that White Sox lineup against Darvish. You say Kikuchi, 7.2K on FanDuel against Chris Bassett, 8.6. 8.6 is a decent value for Bassett, 7.9 over on DK. That's a good, you know, mm-hmm. low-risk pairing with Darvish right there is the 7.9 Bassett. That's the one that I like the most so far of all these guys we've gone through on DK to pair up where I feel like there's a good floor. You know he's got some offensive potential. We know the strikeout rate of the Mariners is higher than normal, even though Bassett's not a strikeout pitcher, so that kind of helps a little bit. So I feel like that's the pairing on DK that I, I like the most tonight. Uh, what are your thoughts on Bassett, the Mariners, and the A's? 100% on board with the Bassett call. That price tag is too cheap for a guy that's pitched as well as he has over the last month or so. Phenomenal SP2. 
even if you want to get all the bats, you could use him and say an Urquidy or something and just go crazy. Um, that's another option for you. That's not a bad. Uh, that's not a bad approach either. That that one also yeah. works for me. Because the, especially on DraftKings where the bats are so expensive, then you can start getting into some of those games you really want to. So I love Bassett uh, in general, either SP1, SP2, whatever you want to do. On Fandle, great tournament action. On DK, I don't mind uh, attacking or in general attacking Kikuchi. That's for sure. When you look at um, Oakland, you know, Sean Murphy's 3800 bucks as a catcher. Don't usually like to pay that much, but he's probably actually one of their hottest hitters right now. So I don't mind him. He's very affordable on Fandle. You got Loriano, Grossman. You got some righties to attack Kikuchi with, but most importantly in this game, I want Bassett. Simeon and Kana are cheap on FanDuel also. 3.1 for Simeon. Kana is 2.8, <clears throat> hitting in that 2-3 spot against the lefty tonight, so that's a good spot. To, Scotty's 2.7. There's definitely some value here in the A's lineup, too, that you want to get involved with. That way you could pay up for some of the bigger bats. All right, and last but not least, let's go over to Clayton Kershaw here. Kershaw 9.7 for the Dodgers tonight against Andrew Heaney, who is capable. There's no doubt about that. So we already kind of touched on Kershaw at home. We hope he goes 5 or 6. At 9-7 on FanDuel, it's very good. 10K, it's doable over on DK. But is there any love for Heaney at 8-7 on FanDuel and 8-4 on DK, respectively? He has an oppo play tonight. If you in want a to tournament, attack. Yeah, in a tournament, sure, because Kershaw will be very popular, so no one's going to own Heaney. The Dodgers, you know, very hot and cold at times. And like you said, Heaney, he can show up against any team, and he's done it many times. He's one of the guys I probably get wrong more often than not because he's either really, really good or really, really bad, and I usually pick the wrong time to play him. But uh, in, a, in a tournament, similar to the Molly conversation we had earlier, I think Heaney's very much viable if we're making a few lineups. All right. It's that time again, boys and girls. It's time to call our shot. Bubba and I are each going to pick somebody to go yard. And if you follow us over at the Line Star app on Twitter, you can win some free stuff. Just give us your home run call, retweet, give us a like. And the next thing you know, boom, free stuff, free swag. So I'm going to go first because I want to leave on a high note this year. So I'm going to go with Jose Ramirez against Mitch Keller. That's right. Jose Ramirez at home. He's 4-1 on FanDuel tonight. The guy's been red hot. He's trying to win an MVP. Go get him, Jose. My namesake, by the way. From one Jose to another Jose. Go get him, buddy. I want to leave with a home run. That's why I want to end the podcast this year. Bubba, where are you going for your home run tonight? Who are you calling your shot with? That's a very, very strong one. You went with potentially the AL MVP. I'm going to go potentially with the NL MVP. And I have Freddie Freeman taking Maza deep in Atlanta tonight. So let's end with a bang tonight, Joey P. Yes, can we please? And look, make sure you go out there and follow Casey Bubba. Uh, Bubba's going to be writing for the Baseball Black Book again this year. And uh, keep an eye out for that. We're going to try to have that out in December this year for Christmas. Because 2020 sucked. So everybody should be able to get something nice for Christmas this year. So we'll be working overtime on that. And I know all the Star folks are going to be working overtime too. Again, please, if you've listened to the show all year, Go give us a five-star review. It takes two seconds to do. Boom, five stars. You write a little thing, and then boom, you're done. And we really appreciate it here. And uh, it helps the cause quite a bit. So take a little bit of time. I see the listening numbers. I see you out there. I can see you. So, you know, take a second. Help us out. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you listening all season here as well. It's been fantastic. Again, please follow us over on Twitter at Linestar App at Linestar MLB. And for you football fans, continue to subscribe to the pre-snap wherever you get your podcasts. A uh, new wagering show drops today, so that'll be out as well. And uh, Bubba, just a great season, man. You crushed it. Uh, I just couldn't ask for a better partner to be doing this with, uh, especially in such a weird, wacky season, dude. I mean, I, I think you just absolutely crushed, and I'm so happy and lucky and, and grateful to have you. 
Well, I appreciate it. The feelings are definitely mutual, Joe. You uh, you you steer the ship in a beautiful way. We have so much fun. The knowledge is always there. So it's been uh, it's been easy to be the the sidekick, the Robin to your Batman on this. <laughs> very very fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, but you're like you're like the cool Robin. You're like you know. I mean, if <laughs> I'm, I'm like the Kool Aid man, but we'll we'll go with Robin. For now. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm trying to think of like the cool Robin, but I guess it's like is Joseph Gordon Levitt the cool Robin at the end of the? Oh uh, no. Huh. Well, I mean, oh, I don't no. want to make you Chris O'Donnell. That's kind of weird. True, like, very true. I you appreciate know, that. I'd rather be Joseph Gordon-Levitt if I was you, because it kind of alluded that they were going in that direction at the end of that last. Maybe I'll. Maybe, here we go. Maybe I'll be the Penguin to your Joker. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's that's much better. <laughs> I on that note. By the way, you know how I got this podcast. Uh, anyway, <laughs> why so serious? <laughs> You know how I got this podcast? Uh, that's a great open to a show, right? And then every day you just tell a different reason, a different lie. Why? Yeah, oh, but, man. Uh, and that's why we get five stars. So go follow us at JoePizzaPS17 at Casey Bubba. There's nothing left for us to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Casey Bubba.